sports? Do you like beer? Do you love sports and beer? Then you're exactly where you need to be. This is the Huge Views and Brews Show on 1252 Sports Chicago. Cheers. How's everyone doing after a uh, strange weekend for the Chicago Bears and uh, a lot of strange stuff going on in sports right now? We're here to talk about it uh, for the next, I don't know, 45 minutes, 55 minutes, whatever it is. Fred Hubner with you for Hubes Views and Brews. Don't forget, here on the 1252 Network, get all the shows, um, overs and unders, and uh, all the other things, the fantasy show. Um, my fantasy team, I'm in two leagues. And one of my leagues is just a cumulative league. We don't go head-to-head. So every week, whoever's got the most points wins a weekly prize. I was last. And right now, going into today's game, I'm first for this week. And that would be the third win in the last four weeks. It's like, what the hell? What the hell? Why did I suck so bad early? Probably because I took Christian McCaffrey with the first pick, damn it. That'll never happen again. I don't care if he's the only running back going. If everyone says he's the guy, he's healthy, he's the one. They got a new offense. It's going to, no, never. Not going to take him. Injuries have been tough this year. So uh, we will talk about football. We'll talk about what happened yesterday at Lambeau Field. First half, a lot of fun. Second half, oh my. And I've heard a lot of people, and everybody knows, I'm, I'm not a contrarian, but I don't necessarily, all I heard this week, the last, actually, since the game ended last night, how much of what we saw from the Bears in the second quarter is sustainable? Well, none of it, probably. I mean, uh, a long kick return, um, you know, a jet sweep, things like that. I mean, sustainable. I mean, you got to figure out how you're going to be playing against these other teams. And uh, we'll get into that in just a little bit. Also, something interesting about the final score of last night's game. I had not heard about these things before. We'll talk about that uh, before we get too deep into it. I went and saw a comedian last night at the United Center. If you're driving around the area, you've probably seen it already. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, my brother says I already knew that. I had McCaffrey last year. Um, So anyway, I saw a comedian last night. I asked people earlier today who your favorite comedian is. If you want to jump on and and mention that, I get a couple comedians I want to make sure I mention. And two of them that you may or may not have heard of, if you have not, you should check them out on YouTube and on um, Facebook. Some really, really funny stuff. Um, and some beer talk as usual. No beer gas this week. Uh, as the holidays come around, get on out to craft the 1979 Orange and Brew open bottle uh, beer cellar. Get out to all of the um, stores, all of the craft and tap rooms. Uh, get out to Bubble House and all the different breweries. Little Key with Skeleton Key. Get on out there for the holiday season. And um, hopefully you have a wonderful holiday coming up. It's weird. It's December 13th. There's no snow on the ground. Um, It was 52 today when I walked outside. It's like, okay, this is strange, but I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I'm one of those guys that lives in the Midwest his whole life. And I like the change of seasons. I don't mind putting a jacket on. Um, I don't mind the snow. Um, I hate the heat, but what are we going to do? It is Hume's Views and Brews. So every week I have a beer 
Today, I've got one from Pollyanna. It's a um, bourbon barrel aged hideaway. Now, I bought this at Orange and Brew along with a couple other beers, a couple of Dino S'mores. I had one the other day. It was very good. I was going to taste that today, but I didn't. I grabbed this one. I should have looked at this before. Pollyanna, great brewery in Lamont. They also have another location out in St. Charles. Um, but this says bourbon barrel-aged hideaway, imperial milk stout aged in high rye bourbon barrels. 13% alcohol by volume. That's cool. The first ingredient it has on it is tugboat coffee. If you've listened to me before, I'm not a coffee guy. I don't drink coffee. I've never had a cup of coffee in my life. I don't like the taste of coffee. But in beer, usually, it's not that bad. The only beer that the coffee got to me at was the breakfast stout from Founders. That had way too much coffee. Now, when I see this, tugboat coffee is the first ingredient they list here, along with other things I like, vanilla bean, maple, cocoa nibs, and milk sugar. Boom. Good on all that stuff. So I'm going to try this, but I have a relief beer just sitting just off screen if I need to have it. Because if this one has too much coffee in it, I'll take a sip, I'll try it, I'll taste it. But if it's got too much coffee, it's it's going. And then people are going to say, well, you're not going to just waste a beer. Yeah, I would. Um, I'm not going to drink a whole beer if it's something I really don't like. Uh, it is 13% alcohol by volume, which again could make for really a fun show. Um I smell the coffee already. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. It smells like fresh fresh ground tugboat coffee. Right now, all you coffee drinkers are saying, what's the name of that? It's the Bourbon Barrel-Aged Hideaway from Pollyanna. Let me take a sip. If anybody saw the movie Big from Tom Hanks, when he puts the caviar in his mouth and he starts scraping his tongue to get the caviar, the little fish eggs off his tongue, that's how I usually feel, even if I have like a coffee candy little piece. I'm not a coffee guy. Coffee is delicious. No, it's not. No, it's not, Mike. Ooh, boy, it's, it's right there. It's right to the point where it may, let me taste another sip here. Mm. I can taste the other stuff, but the coffee still lingers. We'll let it sit. We'll figure it out as we go along. Okay, Bears-Packers last night. I have said for the last couple of weeks, I thought the Bears could win four of their last six games. I didn't think they'd beat the Cardinals. I didn't think they'd beat the Packers. So that means that they've got four games left. Um, those four games, the Vikings Monday night, and so I likely won't be here next Monday night at 7. We'll see if we figure out something, maybe do it the day before or the day after. And um, then... They play the Giants, Seattle, Vikings again, okay? So they, I think they can beat all those teams. The Giants suck. The Vikings, I know, look good against Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh's a bad team. Uh, I think the Bears would have a hard time covering some of the receivers for the Vikings, but we'll see. They get the Vikings twice, including this week, coming up at Soldier Field uh, a week from tonight. So last night, Bears and Packers at Lambeau Field. And the Bears were really good, really fun to watch in the second quarter of the game. Early in the game, Cole Komet, a guy that I was really hoping would be the tight end of the future. Second Bears possession, a march downfield. 
and Justin Fields throws a great ball on a third down right to Cole Komet at the front of the end zone. And uh, he drops the ball. My buddy Bear Fan Bob says he needs his coffee intravenously. Um, Cole Komet drops the ball. And you hear uh, he can't hold on to it. That's what I said. And I think it was Al Michael said, that'll be not caught. Yeah, it should have been caught. It should have been a touchdown. It should have got the Bears on the board early. They had to kick a field goal instead and went up 3-0 at that point. But that's got to be caught. Cole Komet's got to learn how to catch the ball. You're a tight end of the NFL. I know I seemingly I'm harping on this every week, but you know why I'm harping on it? Because every week he drops another pass. Damn, is it frustrating. And they've been looking for a tight end. Yeah, they had Greg Olson. He was really good and all that stuff. Then they let him go because all of a sudden the guy they had putting the offense together didn't use tight ends. Then he leaves and uh, Matt Nagy comes in. They use tight ends. They couldn't find a tight end. They got Trey Burton, paid him a lot of money. He got mysteriously hurt in a playoff game or before the playoff game. They've had nothing but tight end problems, okay? You remember way back in the day they had um, Ryan Wetnight and they had a bunch of other guys that were the tight ends of this team. Um, they had one really good tight end who did nothing but catch touchdowns. I want to say he caught eight or nine in one year, and I cannot think of his name. Um, it'll come to me, or if anybody out there remembers it, just uh, let us know and we'll we'll bring it out there. But Cole Komet, I thought, was the guy – He's had a couple of really nice games this year, eight catches, six catches, things like that, but you got to catch the ball. He did get a shovel pass and gain some yards from uh, Justin Fields, but you've got to do better than that. You've got to do better than that. That's not Matt Nagy's fault that Cole Komet can't hold on to the ball. Um, maybe it's a Ryan Pace problem because he liked the guy, but a lot of people liked Cole Komet at that time. Fields for the game yesterday, 18 for 33, 224 yards, two touchdowns, Two interceptions, including one at the end he just threw away. And a fumble when uh, Tevin Jenkins held on to a guy and even holding on to the guy, he got to um, Justin Fields. Fields turns the ball over a lot. He has, coming into the game yesterday, he had four touchdowns and eight interceptions. Well, he threw two more of each yesterday. And then he also turned the ball over with a fumble. Got to learn how to hold on to the ball. I know the offensive line is supposed to protect you, but the quarterback's job is to hold on to the ball. Don't turn the ball over. He rushed the ball nine times for 74 yards. I loved him just taking off. He had a couple of sweeps where he kept the ball and gained nice yards. That was fun to see. That's what we were expecting to see from Justin Fields in the future in a Bears uniform. That was nice. Um, Jakeem Grant, a guy that I was complaining about because he catches the ball in the end zone on punts and brings it out. He catches the ball inside the five. It wasn't Emory Moorhead, Bob. It was later than that. Um, big head big head guy. I can, I can see him. I can picture him right here, but I can't think of him. Um, so anyway, um, Jakeem Grant on a jet sweep. They've been using him more in the offense, and they need to over the last couple of uh, weeks. Uh, he scores on a jet sweep from midfield. Nice blocking, and they showed it on the – uh, broadcast last night at NBC, everybody on the Bears blocking. Really, really good job blocking. And a 97-yard punt return. The longest punt return in Bears history. And that was pretty amazing to hear it was the longest punt return. But Jakeem Grant's a guy that can scoot, a guy that can fly. And that's something the Bears have not had for a long time. Even their fastest guys weren't guys that had the speed that Jakeem Grant had. That was nice to see. Tevin Jenkins, we're going to feel sorry for him. Listen, 
Tevin Jenkins signed with the Bears. He was a second-round pick. He comes here. He has a back problem. He has to have back surgery. He played two snaps last week against Arizona on special teams. He has to come in because, yeah, you got a case of the Trubisky's. He had to come in because the uh, the end, the tackle got hurt. Okay, Jason Peters goes out. He got hurt. So in comes Tevin Jenkins. Second play he's in, he gets called for a false start. He had a holding penalty. He had the other holding penalty that got declined because it turned out to be a fumble, and they were going to decline it anyway. But Chris Collinsworth did a thing, and everybody hates Chris Collinsworth. Man, oh, man. Collinsworth's job is to try to make everybody sound good. And it's not to criticize. That's our job. That's the fans. That's the radio sports talk show guys. What the announcers are trying to do is try to pump up the teams, make the teams look Here's what they're working on. Here's what they're trying to do better. Here's what, and Collinsworth, I thought, brought up a great point. Larry Borum on the right side, and Larry Borum on the right side, and then on the left side with Tevin Jenkins. Two tackles that I think could play for quite a long time for the Bears. Think about it. Would you have rather had Bobby Massey and Charles Leno? Now, I know that they probably played better than what the Bears had this year, but now you got Larry Borman, Tevin Jenkins. They're going to get a chance to play, hopefully, over the next four games, see how they do getting ready to go into next season. Okay. So I'm not, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, Chris Collinsworth talked about it. He said they're very, very happy with their tackles, and I am too. I think it's a good job. Um, I'm not giving credit to uh, Ryan Pace. You got to get something right. You're the general manager of a National Football League team. Only 32 guys have that job, and you suck at it so far. You can't pick first and second round talent. You made a nice move to move up to get Justin Fields. You made a move to move up to get Mitchell Trubisky. That didn't seem to work out all that well. Robert Quinn, who had two sacks last year, had two yesterday, and he's been playing like a monster. That's fun to see. That's something that is sustainable, the play of Robert Quinn, okay? Now you got a Jakeem Grant. Keep him around. you got some speed, okay? David Montgomery, he carried the ball once in the second half. That's perplexing to me. But the problem with the Bears in the second half is, after having a 27-21 lead at the intermission, after they scored 45 points in the second half, the two teams combined, the Packers get the ball, go down, and score. And then Fields fumbles, Packers go and score. They scored two quick touchdowns, game was over. The Bears were not coming back. And I kept hearing, well, Matt Nagy doesn't make adjustments. The Packers made adjustments. Do you know what kind of adjustments the Packers made? They ran the ball. The Bears couldn't stop the run. Allowing them to run the ball opened up more space for the receivers, okay? More space for the wideouts, more space for Devontae Adams, who went 10 for 121 and two touchdowns. Plus, the Bears have guys named Christian and Crawford in the secondary and Burns. What a great name, Burns. He gets burned constantly on a week-to-week basis. Already gets burned, okay? So the Bears have three guys playing in the secondary that are brutal. Eddie Jackson didn't play bad yesterday. He played okay. I'm not giving him a high, high mark, but he played okay yesterday. I got it written right here. No cornerbacks. You see that? No CBS. No cornerbacks. That's not the TV. No cornerbacks. Hopefully you can read all my scribble. Um, And I'll tell you why I had all the scribble on a small piece of paper 
uh, instead of on my normal yellow pads. I worked with yellow pads back in the day of sports phone. We'd write all the scores down in the um, the um, the list that was in the paper, the glance culver ratings of the odds. We'd write them all down because that's the way the gamblers wanted to hear them. We'd give the games that way. So I used yellow pads back then, used them at the score, use them at ESPN 1000. And I usually use them when I'm doing the podcast, but little yellow notepad or little white notepads. Look at that. You can almost read my writing. Cole Komet can hold on. Tevin Jenkins, two FS, false starts, holding penalty, all that stuff written here right on my pages. Um, they did have some other nice plays. Fields throws the pick six. Obviously, that's not a nice play, but it was great how they broke it down because I was watching the uh, football after show. And if you get a chance, tape the football after show. The rest of the season this year, I will be doing Bears post games on ESPN 1000. Listen to me. Then when I'm done, you can go and watch the football after show. What I do is when I come home, I watch the football after show. And Dave Wanstead was breaking down that pick six that Justin Fields threw. And he talked about when the receiver made the cut, the ball was supposed to be there. Fields was late getting the ball out of his hands. That's why the ball went for six points the other way. Justin Fields is learning. Justin Fields is going to be a good quarterback. He's going to be the Bears quarterback for a long, long time. But you've got to be patient with this. kid. We knew that. We knew. It's funny. A lot of the Bears fans, you want the Bears to see Justin Fields develop, but you'd also like to see them win. You can't have everything. I've learned that a long time ago. You can't have everything. Um, you know, the stones, you can't always get what you want, but if you try some time, you get what you need. Well, Bears fans, we've not gotten what we've needed. Not at all. Uh, yeah, Tom Brady does get everything, but that's just, what a brutal, how do you, how do you let the guy go all the way for a touchdown at the end of overtime? But anyway, um, so I get Eddie Jackson breaks up a touchdown. That was nice. Green Bay, it's funny, two weeks in a row, the Bears' op opponent has gone forward on fourth down and scored a touchdown. The Cardinals did it last week. The Packers did it yesterday. They have no fear of the Bears' defense, which sucks, which if you're a Bears fan, should really piss you off because that's what the Bears always were built on, their defense, okay? Uh, yesterday had some interesting things. It was the first NFL game since 1951 with five touchdowns of 35 yards or more in one quarter of play. That was in the second quarter when 45 points were scored. It was the highest scoring quarter in Bears-Packers game history. And I mentioned earlier the Jakeem Grant 97-yard uh, punt return, the longest in Bears history, and the first punt return in the NFL this year. Now, I heard that. I didn't believe it, but I've heard it in numerous places, so I'm going to go with it. I'm not going to have to check it. So the 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 first one in Bears, um, the first one of the season this year, and also the longest in Bears history. Um, other notes I have on the Bears game. David Montgomery, again, one second half rush. Doesn't make any sense. Okay. You want to criticize Matt Nagy. Everybody does, and I talk about me criticizing him for things that I think are criticizable, okay? And, um, yeah, Matt Nagy was having fun, uh, Mike. That's definitely true. Nagy said at half when the Bears had the 27-21 lead as he was walking off the field, I'm having so much fun. I'm sure he was having much fun. That's the one thing about Matt Nagy. He's very, very honest. I said this two years ago. I thought that Matt Nagy was more honest than he should be for an NFL coach. 
I'm sure it was having fun. Here's a team that scores 16 points a game. They had 27 at halftime. They finished with 30. They scored three points in the second half. Wasn't having so much fun in the second half. Okay. couple things, though. And I criticized Nagy for not going forward on fourth and two in Cardinal territory last week. Yesterday, he had a fourth and inches with 11, I think, 13 and a half minutes to go. Fourth and inches, 13 and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter, bears down. What's he do? He punts the ball. Yeah, he punts the ball. What are you doing? You don't punt the ball at that point. You go for it. You're down 11. Try to score. Try and do something. He said today that he regrets that he should have went forward on fourth down. Okay, that's one thing. The other thing he did yesterday, and I know this sounds like a gambler who's upset about this. Probably there were a lot of guys that were upset. Uh, Al Michaels was talking about the line and the over-under the total points later on in the game. But there was a situation I took the Bears getting 12 and a half points. So the Bears were down 18, and I want to see the Bears try and score. Okay? So they don't try to score. They kick the field goal. They lose by 15. 45-30, final score. Made no sense at all. Either of those fourth down calls made no sense. You don't punt the ball on fourth and inches. You don't kick a field goal when you're down late in the game by 18 points. What's the point? Kicking the field goal, being down 15. Go for it on first. Go for it on fourth. You don't get it. Packers get the ball. They run out the clock. Game's over. Again, not an upset guy because I lost getting 12 and a half points. The field goal, I mean, a touchdown at that point when you're down, you know, uh, what was it? It was down 45 to 27. So you score a touchdown the 12 and a half covers, but that's not why I'm upset. I'm upset because it was a stupid play call. Okay. Very stupid. Now to the referees, the bears had a couple opportunities yesterday, late in the game to make something happen. There was a punt, the punt we're talking and it goes off of the Packer player and Damian Williams catches it. Muff punt. You can't return it. Boom. That's okay. So when the bears get the ball, great field position. There's a flag down. They said that Kendall Vildor, who's now on special teams, probably was before, but because he can't cover anybody, he's on special teams. They said Kendall Vildor ran out of bounds on the special teams on the punt. And when you do that, you've got to, if you get pushed out of bounds, you got to run back into bounds as soon as you can. Kendall Vildor had one, maybe two steps out of bounds, and he was back in bounds. I don't know what they're talking about. That was one of the worst calls I've ever seen in the NFL until people started showing a replay of a Packer player who was either pushed out of bounds, ran out of bounds, ran behind the Packer players and tried to come back on the field and got no flag called on that. Nothing. No flag called on that at all. How? The referees are bad. Umpires are bad. I don't care about base, about hockey. Sorry, Mike. Don't care about the hockey officials or the NBA officials. That's not my worries. Um, but baseball umpires suck. And NFL referees are really bad. And that was awful. An awful call on Vildor. An awful call to take the ball out of the Bears' hands. Could have made the game even more interesting. I know that's not the referee's job. But the referee's job is to get the play called correctly. And they did not get the play called correctly yesterday. Um, I mentioned something uh, that I didn't know. There's a thing out there called a scorigami. That's right. S-C-O-R-I-G-A-M-I. A scorigami right now is 
a score in the NFL, a final score in the NFL that has never, ever been hit before in the illustrious history of the National Football League. And yesterday, the Kansas City-Las Vegas game, 48-9, to that was a scoregami. That was a final score that the NFL had never seen before. So there was an article in the paper today, and it said that's the fifth time this year that a score has been finished and a scoregami, as they call it, a score that had never happened before in the National Football League. And they rattled off the other ones, 38 to 11, 31 to 5, 41 15, and 45 30. Had never happened before until this year. And what happened last night? The Bears had 45 and 30. So that's the second time in the history of the NFL that that score has come through. So I thought it was pretty interesting. It happened 12 times last year. 12 times there were games that finished in a score that had never occurred before in the National Football League. I thought, personally, I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, so as I take a sip, the Bears, again, I still think the Bears can win. They can win the next four games. I don't think they will. They can. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, Justin Fields has to hold on to the ball. Bears have to do some things better. Uh, my guy, Bear Fan Bob, says Nagy took his foot off the gas, didn't do what worked in the first half. He's a comedian impersonating a head coach. Um, he didn't do the things that worked in the first half, but the second half, it wasn't only that the Packers ran the ball. The Bears couldn't defend any of the receivers and turnovers by the Bears. It's tough to try to keep something going when you turn the ball over. And the Bears, unfortunately, did too much of that. So as I have another sip of this um, bourbon barrel-aged hideaway with the tugboat coffee, which I can still smell, let's take a um, let's hear from our sponsors, and we're going to talk about some comedians. We're going to talk about the Bulls and the Blackhawks and some beer. And I got a oh, what's up, Fred's can, all kinds of stuff after this. Hey, Susie, thanks for hooking me up with the Fat Mike Markdown on my insurance rates at State Farm. This is awesome. No, 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 Mike. The Fat Mike Markdown is not a real thing. I don't believe that for a second. Let me repay you the favor and tell you and all my friends about the Fat Mike Markdown. <laughs> okay, well, that's just fine, considering that State Farm just gives everyone surprisingly great rates. You heard it here first, folks. So give Susie Sheehan over at State Farm Agency a call and ask for the Fat Mike Markdown. It's the best. For the real deal, give us a call at 815-306-0184 or go to suzysheehan.com to request a quote. My team at the Suzy Sheehan Agency is here to help with all of your insurance needs for auto, home, and life, and we service Illinois and Indiana. Also, if you mention the Fat Mike Markdown, $10 will be donated to a local charitable organization for our Quotes for Good program in your name. Remember, that's 815-306-0184 or suzysheehan.com. Thanks so much. Get on it, everybody. Woohoo! Hi, I'm Jonathan Darren, licensed real estate broker with Cobble Banker Real Estate Group in Homer Glen. Are you looking to buy or sell? Have you been disappointed in the past? The Jonathan Darren team with Cobble Banker Real Estate Group focuses on providing you with a concierge level of service during the process of buying or selling. We are a service-oriented team with a fresh and professional approach to selling real estate. Our goal is to combine knowledge, skills, and passion to exceed our clients' expectations, and most of all, 
we truly care. We are a knowledgeable real estate team focused on offering expertise and innovative solutions for our clients. The Jonathan Darren team has five full-service real estate brokers and a dedicated full-time marketer servicing all of Chicagoland. We will customize a detailed plan around your timeline for a sale, purchase, investment, estate, or other needs. Real estate transactions can be stressful, but don't need to be. Let us handle it for you. Visit our website, homesbyjdt.com, or call 708-308-1938 today. Expect better in real estate. Choose the Jonathan Darren team. Hello, this is Paul from Nick and Ivy Brewing Company. We are located at 1026 South State Street in historic downtown Lockport, Illinois. We are very excited to be partnering up with the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show as well as the 1252 brand because we are one of the few Chicagoland breweries that embrace sports and sports culture. Come in for a fresh brewed beer made right here in Lockport while catching the game of your favorite team. Stay for the live music that we have booked every weekend or just come for a cozy atmosphere to enjoy a good conversation with a friend, loved one, or complete stranger. Nick and Ivy makes you feel right at home no matter what the occasion is. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for Nick and Ivy Brewing Company. Visit our website for our up-to-date tap list or to go shopping on our online store at nickivybrewing.com. That's N-I-K-I-V-Y brewing.com. Come in today for a fresh brewed beer born and raised in Lockport, Illinois. And you can also head on over to uh, the Open Bottle in Lockport because they just got a delivery of the Fat Mike Lager and the Hubner West Coast IPA and a couple other of the Nick and Ivy beers. So you can pick those up at Open Bottle right there on 159th Street. I can't do it anymore, by the way. The bourbon barrel-aged uh, hideaway with the coffee, can't do it. I've gone to a cream stout. And you say, where do you get that from? This is from a brewery called... Lazy Magnolia, and the Lazy Magnolia is in Kiln, Mississippi. And you're going to ask me, how'd you get a beer from Kiln, Mississippi? Okay. Well, the reason I got this beer is my buddy Larry Griffin uh, and his daughter Chrissy. They know I'm a craft beer guy. And what they do is they bought me the Beer of the Month Club. And I get um, 12 beers. Let's see. Two different breweries, two styles of beer, three each. So every three months. So this is from Kiln, Mississippi, from Lazy Magnolia. It's a cream stout. Mm. There's no coffee in it, and it tastes very, very good. So um, I'm sorry. And the Pollyanna, I'm sure, is wonderful if you're a coffee guy. But I can't do the coffee. And that was my mistake for buying one that had coffee in it and not looking at it. I've done that before. <sighs> it makes it tough to do, finish some of them. But the funny thing is, as we get into beer, beer talk and comedian talk and things like that, the funny thing is the Bourbon County stout with coffee, I've never tasted the coffee that much, so it never bothered me. I was still able to have that and drink it. And my wife in the past would ask me, how could you drink that? It's got coffee in it. I'd say, ah, I can't really taste it. But in this one, the uh, Bourbon Barrel Aged uh, Hideaway from Pollyanna, yeah. I can taste the coffee. We'll get into some uh, beer stuff in a minute, some comedian stuff. This COVID stuff's getting out of hand. Um, I know people are saying, just now you're saying this? Uh, the Bulls had two games canceled this week because the Bulls have not one, not two, not six, not eight. Ten players have been in COVID protocol. Ten. 
players in COVID protocol. So the NBA has decided to cancel the Bulls' next two games this week. Their next game is this weekend when they play the Lakers, okay? Because Zach Levine went in, uh, Alizé Johnson went in the other day. It's 10 of them. Now, they were all vaccinated. All of them vaccinated. So my question is still, what's the point of the vaccine if you're still going to catch all this stuff? You get the flu vaccine, you're not supposed to get the flu. And not only one shot, but I've got two COVID shots and also a booster shot. Now, if I get COVID, I'm going to be really pissed because I did everything that they said. And that was get your shots, do that, do this. You can eligible for the booster, get the booster. I did all that. If I get COVID, I'm going to be pissed. All the bulls were vaccinated. And now 10 of them have come down and they'll say, well, you know, it's, it's tough to control. And okay. Then what's the point of the vaccine? What's the point of the masks? If you've already had the vaccine, um, this is going to tie into what I was going to talk about with the concert yesterday. I went to see Sebastian Maniscalco at the United Center yesterday, a five o'clock concert, which is a weird time for anything to happen at the United Center. Sometimes the Blackhawks play an early Sunday game, a six o'clock game, nothing at five o'clock. So Maniscalco is a very, very funny guy from Arlington Heights. He's made it big. Um, he's got three or four specials you can find on Netflix if you don't haven't seen them already. But even he talked yesterday. Uh, first of all, he said, uh, went to breakfast. And I said, ah, I'm just stuck in ready for the show. Um, and he told his, he picked up his dad. And he told his dad earlier in the week, he goes, dad, I got to, I got to come on down for, uh, it's not a bunch of malarkey, Timmy. My brother, Timmy said only Italians understand Sebastian. If you are Italian, you'll really laugh at some of his stuff. And my wife being Italian for as long as she was around, um, I understand and laugh at all of the stuff that he says. But anyway, from early tonight, he said his dad, he told his dad, he goes, dad, I got to go downtown to uh, do some shopping. His dad said, are you out of your freaking mind? He goes, what are you going downtown for? You Can't you buy stuff at a store here? You see what's going on downtown. It was funny. All the people that are from Chicago laughed. All the people at the United Center last night when Sebastian Maniscalco said, I appreciate you all for risking your lives to come to the United Center tonight. He knows what's going on. He knows how awful it's been in the city of Chicago, how brutal it's been downtown Chicago with shootings on a weekly basis. Um, there are people betting over-unders on how many people would get shot on a weekend in the city of Chicago. They announce it every Monday. It's not like you're not going to be able to find the numbers. It's up there. Put it on the line. Go to Bet Rivers or go somewhere in bed. How many people will get shot? It's crazy. It is so disgusting. But anyway, Sebastian Maniscalco talked a lot yesterday about COVID. I would say 95% of the people did not have their masks on when the concert was going on. To walk in, you had to have your mask on and you had to have a vaccination card. Okay. You had to have the vaccination card. So I had it. The lady looked at it on my phone, said, okay, Fred, come on in. I went with my sister, Amy. Uh, Amy he goes, oh, she said, okay, Amy, go on in. Now I was supposed to go with my girlfriend, Linda, who bought me these tremendous seats, 12 rows off, 12 rows up in the 100 level on the aisle. She knows how I love the aisle. Being a bigger guy, love the aisle. I don't like people sitting on both sides of me if I can avoid it. And But Linda was sick. She couldn't go. So I went with my sister, Amy. And um, 
so he was talking about COVID. He brought up a lot of funny things about COVID, talking about after you get your COVID shot, you have to wait 15 minutes. Now, Maniscalco said that he actually went for his uh, shot at Walgreens. He said he would have rather gone to a hospital, but the Walgreens was offering the shot, so he went there. And he said as he was waiting, he heard them say, um, available people, please come to the COVID area. Available people, come to the COVID area for the employees. And the guy that was stocking Gatorade dropped the Gatorade and ran to the ran to it. He goes, really? The guy that was just been stocking Gatorade is going to be giving me a shot? So anyway, he was talking about how they have to wait 15 minutes after the shot. And he said the same thing a lot of people, I'm sure, have been asking. And it is, who came up with 15 minutes? Is it, you know, at 13, you can't leave, but at 17, you're fine? Was there ever a chance you think at 17, someone went to their car and all of a sudden, ah, had all kinds of problems? But 15's the number. You're at 15, boom, you're fine. You're good to go. Get out of here. Everything's fine. Talked about a lot of things. Um, it's Comedy is fun, especially nowadays. And uh, Maniscalco talked a lot about being able to get back on stage and being able to do a big tour like this as after the um, pandemic and everything else. And it's really good to see. And it was fun. We had a great time at the concert. But it led me to think about comedians because. I love comedians. I'm a big fan. I was a big fan of Robin Williams. I was a big fan of Steve Martin back in the day. Still am a uh, big fan of a lot of Bob Newhart, the dry humor of Bob Newhart. Imagining he's on the phone talking to someone. He's got three Ooh. albums out. I have all of them. Bob Newhart, if you're a baseball fan, you've got to check out the Bob Newhart uh, bit where Abner Doubleday calls a game company trying to sell the game of baseball. And the guy says, uh, so, Mr. Doubleday, how many how many couples? And he's 18 people. <laughs> That's a lot of people, Mr. Doubleday. Um, what 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 are they supposed to do? Well, a guy stands 60 feet away, another guy stands there and he throws the ball, and you gotta hit the ball. And what happens when you hit the ball, Mr. Doubleday? Well, it all depends if it's fair or foul. Fair or foul, Mr. Doubleday. What exactly is fair or foul? Well, if it's inside the lines, then it's he goes, Mr. Doubleday, this game sounds very confusing. But anyway, if you get a chance, look it up, listen to it. You can find it somewhere, YouTube. You can find everything out there now. But Bob Newhart, so I love comedy. And when I'm on Facebook, a lot of times, I will see the comedian Mark Norman pop up. And I think he's hilarious. Again, if you get a chance to see him, Mark Norman, a great comedian, very, very funny. Has not been in Chicago that I know of. I can't wait. I know he was up in Milwaukee recently. I didn't want to drive up to Milwaukee, but uh, hopefully he'll come to Chicago soon. I'd love to see him. And there was a lady in England named Sarah Milliken. And if you have, if you're watching this show, you have Facebook, the odds are. You're watching on Facebook or Twitch or, or you're listening on Spotify. But if you have a Facebook account or anything, just look up Sarah Milliken. You can go to YouTube. You can see her entire shows, some of her entire shows over in England. She is a uh, an older lady, older. I'm saying her late 30s, early 40s, maybe. Um, very, very funny. Just hilarious. A lot of her comedy is based on being in England. So hopefully you can understand all of it. It's not a hard time understanding what she says, but sometimes the words that she says don't mean the same thing here as they mean over in England. So 
I'm a big fan of comedy. It was the second time I saw Sebastian Maniscalco. Saw him two years ago, November 19th. Um, November 2019, it was about a month after my wife had passed away and had a chance to see him, and he was hilarious. It was exactly what I needed. Uh, at that time, I went with my brother-in-law and his girlfriend. Had a great, great time. But yesterday, just, and I'm sure she's not listening, uh, but I wanted to thank my girlfriend, Linda, for the tickets. That was part of my Christmas gift. But she gave it to me early. Because of that, I didn't do the Bears-Packers postgame show last night on ESPN. But I will be doing them for the next four weeks. Um, Minnesota, Seattle, uh, the Giants, and uh, the Vikings again. Four more weeks of football before the playoffs get underway. And I cannot wait for Wild Card Weekend. If you don't know about Wild Card Weekend, usually Wild Card Weekend has three games Saturday, three games Sunday. Now I was planning on having some people over, including my guy, Fat Mike. And I realized, I just found out this week, that the Saturday, there's only two games. Sunday, there's three. And Monday, the, Monday night, there's one. They're going to push it to a Monday night. So probably I'll have some people over on Sunday. It is the greatest weekend of all time. Wild Card Weekend. Now, it's funny. Wild Card Weekend's really good, but there's always a couple games that don't live up to what they should. And then Divisional Weekend. Everybody says Divisional Weekend's better than Championship Weekend. But I kind of like Wild Card Weekend. So um, looking forward to that. Looking forward to Wild Card Weekend uh, coming up the 15th and 16th of January. But uh, I will be around doing ESPN 1000 on the postgame show. Okay, some, bear, some beer news before we get to my uh, What's Up Fred's Can, which happened last night and reminded me of one of the things that bothers me about announcers. <laughs> Big surprise. I'm bothered about announcers. And right now I'm watching the football game have the sound off. I will have the sound on, but I'm not, I don't really need it. If the Manning cast is going on today, I'll probably turn to that, but I don't even know if it's on today. Okay. So beer news. Okay. Uh, oh, by the way, the Blackhawks did have a game tonight canceled because the Calgary Flames had people in COVID, six of them, and also an employee. And uh, so they had to cancel tonight's game at the United Center, so no hot, no Hawks game. Tangled Roots is a uh, brewery, and they also are in the restaurant business. They opened just recently their fourth restaurant, okay? They are in Ottawa, where their home is, uh, called Lone Wolf Restaurant. Uh, Lockport, they have Lock and Mule, which is directly across the street from Nick and Ivy. I've not been to Lock and Mule yet, but one of these days, my girlfriend Linda and I will get out there. In Glenview, they have Hangar 2, and now they're opening one in LaSalle very, very soon. They opened one this past weekend in um, DeKalb called Keg and Colonel. If you know DeKalb, one of the signs of DeKalb is the corn cob, and so... Keg and Colonel, very, very good name. It's the fourth that they've opened. And again, LaSalle will be the fifth. Tangled Roots uh, opening their restaurant. So very, very cool if you get a chance or you're in any of those areas. And I will definitely talk about it when I get out there across from Lock and Mule. Um, there's a beer coming out from my guys at Buckle Down Brewing called Chicka Chicka Yeah. And I'm sure I didn't do that justice. But anyway, it's a milk stout with chocolate and vanilla. No coffee. Let me take another sip of my cream stout. Okay, Chicka Chicka Yaz, a milk stout, chocolate and vanilla, Buckle Down's last new beer of the year. And you'll be able to get it this weekend in Lions at Buckle Down. I am hoping to go there Saturday. I work till one o'clock and then maybe I'll call a couple buddies and see if they want to meet me over at Buckle Down, have a couple of beers, talk to Ike or cut the uh, owner over at uh, Buckle Down. 
Hop Butcher has a couple beers coming out every week, every week, every single Thursday. Buckle Downs or uh, Hop Butcher's got beer coming out. They have the double blazed orange. And you just say blazed orange to a Hop Butcher fan, and they get crazy. They start like shaking. Um, the double blazed orange coming out next week, and also the milk stachio. And the milk stachio is very, very good. It's got a milk, it's a milk stout with pistachio in it. Milk Stachio sounds, and it's a very good beer. And the double blazed orange is very good. I've had it in the past. They're making it this week. And one more, Moody Tongue is a brewery from downtown. And they do a little fancy, they do some fancy beers sometimes. They're definitely doing one this time. I saw the article from Josh Noel, who writes for the Tribune. We had him on the show uh, a couple months back. Moody Tongue is doing a shaved black truffle Pilsner. I like Pilsners. Never had black truffles. It's going to be $50 for 12 ounces of the shaved black truffle Pilsner. If Pilsner's your thing and black truffles your thing, Moody Tongue is a place you got to make sure you get to and check it out. So we got Tangled Roots News, Buckle Down with the new beer coming out, Hot Butcher with their two weekly beers, and Moody Tongue. Um, we'll have a lot more beer talk coming up. We've got a couple guys that we've had out in the past. We'll probably get them out again soon. Maybe I'll get Ike or cut from buckle down in here and uh, some other people it was nice talking with Denver worker from craft in 1979 and also cultivate in uh, Frankfurt last week. I was watching the football game yesterday. And as I was watching it, I said, there it is. There's my what's up. Fred's can. We'll get to that right after this. Well, maybe it's just because you're ugly. Ugly. You gotta be kidding me. Oh, come on! Time for What's Up Fred's Can on 1252 Sports Chicago. There are a couple words and phrases that announcers should not use. Most people listening aren't going to have a problem with it, but they shouldn't use them. Okay? You should never take for granted that the people, the masses you are talking to, know anything. And I'm not saying talk down to them, but don't ever say what Al Michaels said yesterday. He was talking about the Bears' rivalry with the Packers, and he was talking about George Hallis and talking about George Hallis as being the owner and the coach of the Bears, this, 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 and this. And then he said, of course, Vince Lombardi, then the coach of the Green Bay Packers. Okay, 90% of the people, Ah, maybe 75% of the people know Vince Lombardi. They know who he was, Packers head coach, uh, run to daylight, all that kind of stuff, okay? I know Jerry Kramer was run to daylight, but anyway. You should never say, of course. A lot of times, of course, is kind of like, instead of, uh, or well, it's kind of like a stopgap. You say, of course. But if you're saying, of course, because you expect that everybody out there knows who it is, that's a mistake for an announcer. That and obviously, those two things should probably never be said, especially in a game where there's play-by-play going on. Because I was watching the game. I didn't watch it. I watched the second half last night by myself, but I was watching the first half today with my girlfriend, Linda. We were watching the first half because I was in the car driving. I heard Joniak and Thayer do the first half of the game yesterday. And um, you can't, you know, when Linda's watching it, they want to be informed. So saying obviously, or of course, is not the best way to do it. And every single time an announcer says it, 
it's like people always talk for years and years. People would talk about fingernails on a chalkboard. That never bothered me. That kind of noise never bothered me. But when an announcer says, of course, or when an announcer says, obviously, or when Jason Benetti is doing a Bulls game or a White Sox game, that all bothers me. Okay. So there are certain things that bother me. And I just want to, that's what's up my can. When announcers, including a tremendous announcer like Al Michaels, who again was explaining the point spread and stuff like that and the uh, the number for the game yesterday late in the contest, um, of course doesn't fit. And I know Al Michaels doesn't need to listen to me. Nobody out there needs to listen to what I'm saying, but that's what's up my can on a Monday night as I'm getting ready to watch more NFL football, or which is actually redundant. So I should never say that, more NFL. There's no reason to say football. See, we all make mistakes. But those two, of course, and obviously, they don't belong. But I did hear, oh, who was it? Because I wrote it down. One of the announcers this week said, well, that's the be-all, end-all. And that's one of my biggest problems is when announcers say the end-all, be-all. It's not the end-all, be-all. If the end would be, it's okay. You're going to get me started. I'm never going to get out of here. I got to finish my cream stout and dump the uh, hideaway coffee. So thanks for jumping on in. The Bears with four more games. What am I going to talk about after the Bears? Hopefully it'll be baseball and then playoff football. Playoff football leading up to the Super Bowl and then uh, hopefully some baseball. Hot stove baseball, Cubs and Sox. That'll be a lot of fun. Hopefully they finish this lockout and get it all taken care of. So don't forget the other shows coming up. Fat Mike show on Wednesdays. Fridays is a big time. You've got the fantasy show. You've got overs and unders. You got a great show on uh, Sunday morning with uh, Harry Berg and also uh, also the youngster who's doing a one heck of a job. Um, he does a great job. Uh, Jacob Sharnow, I don't want to say his name is. And if I'm wrong, I'm a little wrong. I just didn't hit uh, on a uh, plus 200 on Odell Beckham scoring a touchdown. So OBJ gets on the board. I had told everybody last week that I did not see anything that impressed me by the Cardinals. I expect the Rams to win this game. And if you see the Rams win, remember, you say, hey, Fred thought the Rams were going to beat the Cardinals. So until next week, and again, keep an eye on Facebook. I'll let you guys know, Facebook and on Twitter, if you follow me there, uh, what we're going to do with the show because the Bears play the Vikings next Monday night. Be talking about that afterwards on ESPN 1000. We'll figure out what we're going to do with the show. Thanks to Fat Mike, as always, for putting the show on and for getting this whole network together because 1252, we're having a lot of fun. We do a lot of great stuff, and uh, there's a lot more good stuff to come. So thanks for watching. Have a beer. Watch some football. We'll talk to you next week.